Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Thousands of people listen to the program right here on the radio at Talk 980 AM, and that's KMBZ on the AM station or the AM site, if you will. <laughs> the program can also be heard via podcast at SeniorCareLive.com and through the platforms Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Player FM Podcast. So you might want to check that out. Uh, this program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And this is a great place just to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. If you have a question, as always, you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. Or you could go old school and give us a call at one 800 331 Six four four five. All right, let's hit it. I'm pretty fired up today. And now, senior care in the news. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. All right, so here is the headline, and I will tie this together into seniors and their caregivers here shortly. Here's the headline, Sports Stadiums Asking Fans for Their Vaccine Passports. And this is from CBS News on May the 3rd. It goes on to say top officials at the NBA and the MLB hope the worst of the pandemic is behind us as teams start to welcome fans back into the stadiums. But to watch the game live, a growing number of venues are asking visitors to prove they've gotten their shots by displaying what's called a vaccine passport. And remember, I discussed this months ago right here on the program and warned about it and raised all kinds of red flags about it. But here it is. It has now become a reality. Oracle Park, home of the San Francisco Giants, and City Field, home of the New York Mets, are among the longer list of sports places that now require digital vaccine verifications. And those teams and others have been using the app called Health Pass. And I talked about that very app, which was under development several months ago. Uh, and, and, and here it is. Here it is. It is now a reality. 
uh, from a company called Clear for COVID-19 screening. In some cases, showing your status on Health Pass could be the difference between watching the game in person or at home. This says guests holding a valid game ticket who cannot present proof of either a negative COVID test within the required time frames or proof of full vaccination will not be allowed into Yankee Stadium. Guests may utilize Health Pass by Clear to confirm your COVID-19 test results for the event. And then the NBA uh, said uh, last month it's also using Health Pass for fan screenings. A third of NBA teams were using the app as of April the seventh. So again, this went from in development and all kinds of people. Oh, no, we'll never do that'll never happen. Well, yeah, it did. And here it is. So pro sports leagues are now urging fans to return uh, so that teams can re- uh, recoup some of the hundreds of millions of dollars lost uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, yet, using apps like Health Pass risks alienating some people while the public debate continues over whether someone's vaccination status should determine their eligibility to enter both public and private spaces. So proponents say vaccine passports are the key to further reopening local economies. Others argue that having to prove you've been vaccinated violates health privacy laws, and it darn sure does. This is very black and white to me, very clear cut. So meanwhile, states like Utah, Texas, Florida, and Montana have banned vaccine passports outright. The governor of Montana said vaccine shots are entirely voluntary and will not be mandated by the state of Montana, nor compelled through vaccine passports, vaccine passes, or other compulsory means. So we're committed to protecting individual liberty and personal privacy, he said in a statement last month. And then you have the World Health Organization uh, developing what it calls a digital smart vaccination certificate for people who want to travel internationally. So, so look, look, you're, you're standing. I saw a picture of this the other day. This is off topic a little bit, but just reminded me. I saw a picture of people in a, in a really crowded airport standing six feet apart. And then the next pitch, picture is all of those people stuffed into a jet sitting shoulder by shoulder right next to each other. <laughs> this stuff is not making sense. So from here on out, are we going to have to report that we've taken the flu shot before being allowed to enter various events or facilities? I mean, how much of our privacy and liberties are we willing to give up? So in my opinion, and the opinion of tens of millions of others like me, this this is getting way out of hand. This is getting out of control. So it's none of anyone's business if you've been vaccinated. I'm sorry, not your business. So has anyone heard of HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996? It ensures the privacy of your health-related information. Now, the primary purpose of HIPAA, the HIPAA rules, is to protect health care coverage for individuals who lose or change their jobs. That's how 
it, it all started to improve the portability and accountability of health insurance coverage for employees between jobs and to assure health insurance portability by eliminating job lock due to pre-existing medical conditions. That's why it was it was created in the first place because it was people were having very very difficult time moving from one job to another because of uh, health insurance being turned down so hipaa was created to prevent an insurance company from discriminating against you due to pre-existing medical conditions which could prevent you from taking a new job with new insurance coverage so if you want to change jobs the government protects you through HIPAA by preventing the new job from discriminating against you due to your personal medical issues. So let me rephrase that. I'm going I'm to just rephrase that. HIPAA was created to prevent private business from discriminating against you due to medical issues such as not having the COVID vaccination, right? I'm fired up about this, folks. I've been warning. I've been just shouting from the rooftops. And some people say, oh, that's Steve Keeker. He's, he's kind of crazy. Everybody needs the vaccine. Well, that's your opinion. And I think the vaccine is good. But guess what? I respect the right of anyone who it maybe they're concerned about the vaccine. Maybe they're afraid of it. Maybe they're waiting for long-term studies before they're comfortable enough uh, to get uh, to get their vaccine. And I am no anti-vaxxer. I've had every vaccine under the sun that you could possibly have. I think vaccines are a very good thing. But some people don't want to get vaccine. Maybe they're not comfortable. Maybe they'll get it here in the near future. But you shouldn't have to prevent or, or excuse me, to present this this passport to prove it, because my health information is not anyone's business and your health information is very private. And in your health information isn't anyone else's business. It's just as clear cut. I've been saying for months now, the small number of people in charge are in love with their newfound power and control, and they will not let go of it anytime soon. So how do you feel about this? Are you okay with this health pass program that makes you reveal your health status before being allowed to attend a, a sporting event or a concert or maybe a theme park or any other large group gatherings? And if you're okay with this, then this, I'm just going to warn you, just I'm going to put it out there right now. This is the tip of the iceberg. They will then begin adding all kinds of other things to this health pass program. And the huge question is, where will this end? Where will it end? And the answer is, it won't end. It'll just keep on going forever. Well, okay, if everyone went along with that, then now we can do this. And then we can do that. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And the bottom line is your personal health information is protected by HIPAA and should continue to be protected by HIPAA. And I could not be more against this whole vaccine passport and this health pass nonsense. But here it is. 
It, it has become a reality, and I think this is a major, major issue in our country. And I know I, I may just be a lone voice. Um, I, I feel like it sometimes, but I know there are a lot of people uh, who agree with me on that. So I want to give you an update. The whole health pass and, and all those passport business, it's here and it's coming to a community near you. All right, the Senior Care Live question of the week. The best age to purchase a long-term care insurance policy is A, age 30, B, age 50, C, age 70, D, age 90, or E, none of the above. The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey.com. And that's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. The best age to purchase a long-term care insurance policy is A, age 30, B, age 50, C, age 70, D, age 90, or E, none of the above? And the answer is... E. The answer is E, none of the above. And I'm going to get to that here in just a second, but let me just put... Uh, let me just put a, a a cap on that first segment. Uh, I told you I was fired up today. <laughs> My private and personal health history and information is no one's business but mine and my doctor and whoever I determine that I want to release that information to which would be, you know, my wife uh, and my mother, maybe you just want a couple of people that I would trust with that information. And your personal health information is no one's business, except for you and your doctor and whoever you would like to share that with. That's it. That is HIPAA in a nutshell. Before that, there was discrimination that really hurt people. And now we're voluntarily allowing discrimination that completely blows up HIPAA. I'm not going to get on a roll again, but again, you know, where, where will it end? So if, uh, it, are we going to require children? We're going to, we're going to require five-year-olds to be vaccinated before they can go see, uh, the chiefs or the Royals or, or go to, go to their favorite musical event or anything like that. The latest statistics that I've seen, COVID has caused 277 deaths, ages 0 to 17. Do you know how many deaths, age 0 to 17, the flu caused in the 2018-2019 flu season? 477. But yet we don't require 
flu shots. We don't require vaccine passports proving you've had your flu shot. I mean, again, this is all completely out of control. I'm going to stop it there. Uh, but um, I'm just I'm very, very concerned about that. Obviously, <laughs> I told you I was fired up today. <laughs> All right. I wanted to do a follow up on the long term care insurance information that I provided last week. Uh, there are just a few other things that I, I wanted to get to. I just ran out of time. And if you want to hear the first part of that, you can just go listen to the podcast from last week about the middle of the third segment on out through the end of the end of the program from last week. And again, you can find that at SeniorCareLive.com uh, or on any of the any of the podcast platforms that I mentioned earlier, Apple, Google, Player FM. Uh, but the, the best age to purchase a long-term care insurance policy is between the age of 50 and 60 years old. That's my personal opinion. I think 55 is the sweet spot. Uh, Dave Ramsey recommends that you buy it no sooner than your 60th birthday. Uh, but I would just warn you that remember you can qualify to purchase a long-term care insurance policy with your good health. And so, between, you know, sometime before age 60, you could uh, become diabetic and that could cause a rejection or, or have an insurance company decline your application, uh, which would lead to you not having the, the policy uh, the, or the coverage. Uh, any sort of memory issues whatsoever, I mean, a glimmer of memory issues and you're out. So um, I, I 60, 60th birthday, Dave Ramsey has all the statistics going for you know going for him on that, uh, and I'm not going to argue about that. My personal uh, preference would be maybe 55 is kind of the sweet spot. Uh, you can buy it certainly younger than that, and you can definitely buy it older than that. Uh, but again, uh, the older you are, the closer you are to using the policy, and the more the premiums will be, and you have to have pretty good health to qualify for that. Okay, so uh, when the policy is paying out that daily benefit, then the premiums stop and you don't have to pay the premiums anymore. So therefore, when you activate your policy and it's paying out that $200, $250 a day, whatever your daily benefit is, then you can stop paying your premiums. And that might be you know, $200, $300 a month. That's a nice little bump, uh, a little raise or a bump in your, in your monthly budget. So a lot of people don't know that. And then there are a ton of people that don't like the idea of buying or paying for long-term care insurance because they're like, well, but Steve, what if I don't use it? I mean, what if I pay for my insurance and I don't use it? And so I'm sitting here thinking, well, wait a minute. I mean, do you own car insurance? Well, of course. But what if you don't get in a wreck and you don't use it? Did you really waste your money? No, you didn't. Uh have you ever filed a homeowner's claim? No, I've I've been fortunate. I've never I've never had to file a homeowner's claim. But you're still paying for your homeowner's insurance, so was that a bad idea? Was that a waste of money? No, it wasn't because you're covered if something should happen. So the whole thing about, well, what if I don't use it? I've just thrown my money away. Well, for if you don't use it, you just won the lottery. <laughs> Okay, because I told you I'm fired up today. Uh, national statistics say that 75% of us will need and pay for long-term care insurance. Excuse me. National statistics say that 75% of us will need and pay for long-term care in our lifetime. 
So if you still won't buy it because of fear of not using it, the industry has addressed that and developed a special bundled or hybrid type of a policy just for you, just for you. So it, it basically how it works is you're paying a premium every month for a long-term care insurance type of a benefit. Again, that helps pay for home care, adult daycare, assisted living, and long-term care. Okay. If you don't use those benefits, if you're one of the very fortunate 25% of us that will not need or pay for long-term care and you die, it will pay out a death benefit, which is basically uh, combining a, a life insurance benefit along with that long-term care insurance benefit. Okay, so you're, you're covered. You're not throwing your money away. Uh, your family will benefit from a, a, a some life insurance, a certain amount. So always consult an insurance broker that can shop the entire marketplace because there are certain companies that may be a better fit for you or your unique situation versus some others. Uh, and you want to buy a policy that provides enough of a daily benefit to be beneficial. Don't just buy buy one just to say you have one. And uh, very quickly, I, I had a client and they had a $100 a day benefit 20 years ago. Uh, they came to me. We needed to find a nursing home for her husband and come to find out. Uh, they did not have that insurance or that inflation rider uh, on the insurance policy that, that would have made it about $200 a day, and that would have paid for his long-term care today. Uh, but they only had the $100. They did not have the resources to pay the other 100 And the bottom line is they had to qualify him for Medicaid and go the Medicaid route. And essentially, they've paid 20 years of premiums for nothing because it was, at the end of the day, when he really needed it, it didn't pay enough for his care. So be careful and just get the right amount of insurance and work uh, with the broker to help you do that. All right, I'll have a whole lot more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And again, don't forget to check out our podcast of every recent episode of this program at SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So last week, uh, I had my friend and special guest, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care a wonderful organization. And we talked about a really special event that they have. They have a lot of really cool events throughout the year. Uh, this one is particularly special. I think um, there's something about it. It's called the Circle of Lights Remembrance Celebration. And uh, it's always uh, just right before Labor, excuse me, not Labor, I always do that, Labor Day or Memorial Day. I flip them just about every time, right? <laughs> so it's always uh, the week before Memorial Day. So this year it's Tuesday, May the 25th at 8 p.m. And this year it's going to be online, uh, just like it was last year. 
want to want to make sure that everyone's comfortable in attending. Now, for years, it's been uh, down on the plaza uh, around one of the fountains that's lit up. It's j- just a beautiful, again, a really, really beautiful uh, ceremony and celebration and remembrance. Uh, but it, it really very, very powerful. But this year, again, Tuesday, May the 25th at 8 p.m. And to remember your loved one, you can have a candle lit in remembrance of them. You could go to uh, and just register online at K C Hospice dot org slash in remembrance so kchospice.org slash in remembrance and if you just want to make a phone call give them a call at 816-363-2600 and uh, they can help you out there i'm going to make a donation in memory of my dad i'm going to have a candle lit with his name and uh, i'll tell you what it's a it is a powerful powerful uh time and, and celebration and, and remembrance even online I could I could feel the emotion I could feel the connection they did a fantastic job and I would uh, expect them to do an even better job this time uh, around uh, this will be the second time online and then I would imagine by maybe maybe by next year you could go in person or maybe online and maybe have the option to do that so uh, so again, The Circle of Lights Remembrance Celebration, Tuesday, May the 25th at 8 p.m. You could register online to have a candle lit in the name of your loved one in remembrance at kchospice.org slash in remembrance, or you could simply call 816-363-2600. All right, we always talk about hospice is not a place. It's a special type of care that can be offered anywhere you call home. So hospice services uh, are provided for someone who uh, has a prognosis of six months of life or less, and it's designed to uh, just maximize your quality of life uh, until the end of life and keep you comfortable. And there, there's a lot to it. We've talked about it before. But again, you know, hospice is not a place, although Kansas City Hospice does have the KC Hospice House uh, down south, and then they have another one north. Uh, but uh, but the majority of the hospice services are provided to individuals wherever they should call home. So now I want to talk about memory care. Uh, again, is not a place. It's a special type of care. But uh, frankly, that term is being misused in the market. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. Okay, so again, memory care is not a place. It's a special type of care provided for individuals with cognitive impairment due to Alzheimer's or one of the many forms of dementia. It could be uh, a byproduct of a stroke, or it could come along with Parkinson's disease. Uh, there are a lot of uh, a lot of things that that create get, that could create the memory issues and the cognitive impairment. And we, I tell you what, th- there are some places that are really doing it right, and I'm going to mention that in a second. Uh, but there are so many places in our market that, frankly, are they're just completely misusing this term, and you're confusing everyone in the market. And we have to stop that. We absolutely have to stop that. I met with yet another family, actually two families together, and we're working together uh, on placement of their loved one uh, into uh, assisted living. And they, uh, and I hear this all the time. 
we talked about going to a freestanding assisted living community, and if she should need a higher level of care than that, at some point, you may be discharged to long-term care. Are you okay with potentially with one more move? And, and you may not have to move, but potentially you may have to move if you exceed their capabilities. Are you are you comfortable with that? Or do you want to look at a place that is connected and has both levels of care? And they're going to go with a freestanding assisted living community. But they said, well, well Steve, I mean, they have memory care, so, so we're covered. And I said, explain what you mean. Well, memory care, I mean, they, they said it's, it's like it's long-term care. It's a higher level of care. So I had to explain that just like hospice is a special type of care that can be offered wherever you call home, memory care is a special type of care for cognitively impaired residents that can be offered wherever you call home. You could get memory care in your home through a home care company that specializes in working with uh, individuals with cognitive impairment. Uh, You could get memory care at at one of these uh, uh, types of uh, facilities or communities at many different levels. You could get memory care, again, special type of care in the assisted living level, as well as long-term care. So memory care is not a place and it's not a level of care, it's a type of care. Okay, that can be offered at different levels of care. So memory care would include, uh, let, let's just talk about memory care in a facility or in a, in a building, in a community. Okay, and you have this, this large community, and let's say three quarters of the space is dedicated to just straight up assisted living, what I call just general care, just everyday care and support for those residents. And then some assisted living communities and long-term care communities have a special part of the building that's dedicated to memory care. And this part of the building uh, is a smaller space, and that's intentional to be less overwhelming Uh, There are codes on the doors because if someone is an elopement risk or a flight risk or an escape risk, the, uh, the, the industry terminology is elopement risk. A lot of people think that's a funny term. So (laughs) just think flight risk. Okay. Uh, But if someone is wandering about and they may wander away from the space and put unintentionally put themselves in harm's way, or they may be exit seeking They may look around and say, oh, wait a minute. This isn't where I live. I'm out of here. Boom. They're going to the door and they're shaking the door. And and there are all kinds of stories of people, you know, jumping out of windows because this isn't where I live. I'm going home. They're very determined. Okay. Uh, So that's a a much higher level of uh, elopement risk. (laughs) So, so, um, but these, these memory care uh, spaces, units, neighborhoods, whatever you'd like to call them, have codes on the doors so that you, you can be let out. It's not prison. You don't, you can go leave the building or leave, leave that part of the building and go to another part. You just need to be accompanied for your own safety and security. It's a smaller space to be less overwhelming. A 30 foot long hallway is maybe a little easier to deal with than a hundred foot. Fewer residents again, on purpose, less stimulation, less noise, less people. 
uh, less everything, activity programming, maybe a lot of activities in 20-minute uh, uh, increments versus fewer activities in 60-minute increments. There's more staffing generally, a little more staffing. They're trained in redirecting, and they expect sundowning, which is uh, someone uh, typically associated with Alzheimer's, although it doesn't have to be, uh, who late afternoon, early evening tend to get really wound up and anxious and irritable and agitated and have a lot of extra energy to burn off. They expect that, and they're, and they're trained to deal with that. Okay, so so that is memory care and that type of care can be provided at the assisted living level. It can be it, it can be provided at the long term care level. Uh, it could even be provided at home. Okay, so so when I hear very intelligent people clearly state that well, memory care, well, well, that is long-term care, Steve. Then I have to re-educate and let them know that whoever told them that doesn't really know what they're talking about. Or, or uh, they did this intentionally. And, and I, I, don't, I hate to say that. Uh, there is one community uh, that I'm, I'm aware of that just opened a brand new uh, memory care uh, uh, space. It is beautiful. I'm going to probably have them on the radio program here before too long. But they very clearly call their space assisted living memory care. And they, that is perfect because they explain that this is the assisted living level of care where we help you with those daily activities such as bathing, dressing, grooming, toileting uh, support, incontinence management, and medication uh, distribution, and those sort of things. Uh, that is clearly talking about assisted living. So they very clearly say this is assisted living memory care, but so many other places misuse that, and I think intentionally at, at times, and we have to stop that, and we have to stop it right now. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right. I told you I was fired up, folks. <laughs> We're going to have more coming up here in just a minute. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, just wanted to share. It's a very common story, and, and people just get so frustrated with it. Uh, but uh, I always have to reassure them that it's actually a compliment. So, uh, and I just I hear this so often. So, if you're experiencing this, hopefully you know this might help you. So, I'm visiting with a family. This past week, and again, I mean, this happens at least once a week. I mean, I mean, it's very, very common. And I always ask the question: uh, if there are any, you know, cognitive issues with their loved one, undiagnosed dementia, or maybe diagnosed Alzheimer's, and always asked about, you know, behaviors and are they wandering uh, about? You know, do they walk out of the house and get lost? You know, any of those sort of things that we need to really uh, be aware of and then plan for, and make sure that the 
senior care communities that we're going to consider uh, for placement. Uh, we want to make sure that those places can accommodate these needs and these issues. So I always ask, uh, are, do they get agitated easily? Um, are, you know, are they, are they combative? Are they, I mean, I ask all these questions and, uh, but, but does, does your mom, your dad, your, your spouse, does your loved one, do they get agitated easily? <laughs> and I had a brother and sister look at each other and they say, uh, only with us. <laughs> and they said to everyone else, mom is just as, just as nice as could possibly be, but boy to us, oh boy, <laughs> she raises heck with us. And I always chuckle at that, even though they don't think that they don't think it's very funny. <laughs> but I, I always have to kind of chuckle to myself a little bit, and and uh, and I always let them know it's the disease talking, not not the person. It's hard not to take that personally, but uh, it, it, let me just let you in on on something. This is a human nature. This is how human beings are wired, and none of us will ever change it. We are the hardest on the people that we are the closest to. So I'll say that again. All of us are going to have a higher standard and a higher bar and higher expectations of the people that we're the very closest to, our spouses, our children. We're, we're, we're going to be hard on those people. And those people are always the caregivers, right? So the brother and sister are like, well, yeah, that makes sense because, oh yeah, I mean, you know, we can't get away with anything, but uh, to to everyone else, you know, mothers just uh, just super nice, and they could get away with about anything. But boy, if we tried that, you know, she'd tear our head off, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And so I always say that you know, don't worry, that is a compliment. She loves you the most. She's the closest to you. So you lose the filter and you expect higher expectations. And we are the hardest on the people we are the closest to. And so uh, if, if, if you're experiencing that, just, just take that as a, a compliment that they love you so much, they're harder on you than they will be on other people who might be total strangers, if that makes sense. I, I, hope, it, I hope it makes sense for you. And so, and guess what? I'm probably going to be harder on my wife than I would be someone else. I'll definitely be harder on my kids than I, than I would be maybe with someone else. And again, that's just a human nature kind of thing. So I've been working with lots and lots of couples and then, and then some individuals who've lost their spouse and they want to move out of their home. Uh, and, and then couples who were just wanting to downsize from their home and, and move into one of these, uh, uh these uh, continuing care retirement communities, or if, if you see like an abbreviation, CCRC, uh, CCRC, continuing care retirement communities. And uh, what that is, is that is a community that has kind of all of the above. So independent living, assisted living, and long-term care. And there are a lot of differences <laughs> in, in, in a lot of these uh, CCRCs. And one of the big differences just right up front is an entrance fee. So some places have an entrance fee, and then some, there there isn't an entrance fee at all. Uh, you can just move in and pay monthly for what you need, what you use, and then move through the system. And the idea is that you move into independent living, and then if you need a little help later on, with those uh, activities of daily living, you can move over to the assisted living portion of the community and get some help there. 
And then if you need more help than that, later on down the road, you can transition to the long-term care or the medical portion of this uh, of this community and get the help that you need there and never have to change your address or leave the organization. They've got you covered. That's the whole concept of a continuing care retirement community where you can age in place and just move through the different levels as needed. So some places, uh, actually, I would say way more places than not, at least in our area, have an entrance fee. And that entrance fee could be uh, $150,000, $180,000, all the way up to over $600,000 up front. Plus, you would pay a monthly fee thereafter. Okay, so... Uh, so you, you have to you have to understand that that's how these things work. Now, most of these contracts are the the pretty standard contract is a ninety percent contract. Meaning, if you should choose to leave and maybe move to another state where you're closer to uh, children or family, and you could certainly do that, it's your right to do that. Uh, they would refund you ninety percent of that entrance fee. Now, if you choose to live there for the rest of your life and age in place and move through the different levels of care when needed, and then you pass away, your estate would be would, would receive the return of 90% of that upfront entrance fee. Now, a lot of my clients say, you know, we've we've saved for a long time. We have investments. We have our retirement account. I don't really want to tie up that much money. Well, I think uh, what a lot of these places are counting on is someone selling their house that is free and clear, that's been paid off for a long time, might be worth $200,000, dollars $300,000, you know, whatever the number is, and using those proceeds to help pay for all or part of the entrance fee. But, but again, you know, a lot of people just don't want to tie up that much money. They would rather have their financial advisor uh, manage that money for them rather than lose the opportunity to make money on their money. That's called an opportunity cost, right? So, uh, so you just, you have to understand, you know, which place you're looking at, what type of a contract it is. There are other types of contracts. We'll get into those uh, on another program. And I may have some of the communities with some of the other types of program uh, programs come on to the show and explain that and explain the benefits and the, you know, the, the pros and cons of that. But, uh, uh, but the bottom line is, if if you're interested in that, you know, senior care consulting, we can help you walk through that uh, and and find the right place and the best fit and make sure that it meets your your financial requirements or preferences. And if you uh, are absolutely against that, which is okay, we have some fantastic continuing care retirement communities that do not have a six figure entrance fee at all. And you just move in and you'd pay your monthly rent. And then when you need assisted living, you would pay for that. And long-term care, you would pay for that without tying up six figures. So if you are interested in moving to a continuing care retirement community, we can help you at Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. This is the most difficult type of care and type of community to try to navigate because you have so many moving parts. And we are really good at this. We understand all of it. We can walk you through that very simply and make it uh, uh, really a, a very uh, a very simple process to determine which one is the best fit for you. If you need help with that, give me a call. We'd love to visit with you about that. All right. So uh, I'm still fired up, but it's the end of the show. So here we go. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here for Senior Care Live. Senior Care Live.